Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Have you ever thought about online dating? If you're a single person, I imagine that in these days, the thought has occurred to you many, many times as I have a bunch of single friends, and I know that some of them have tried it and some of them are a little weary of it and not sure exactly how to go about it or which of the many online dating sites are ones that you can sort of trust. And my guest today to help us through that is Mark Gibson. He's a certified life coach who guides motivated men and women to success in online dating. Mark, welcome to the show. So online dating, is this getting more popular or less? Definitely more popular, Melanie. It's uh, it's amazing. And it's Anybody who wanted to do the research would see that the, the companies that run the dating sites do a lot of surveys all around the world. And a trend that's been going on for over a decade is that there are more websites for uh, and apps evolving to accommodate the specific needs of people, and there are more total numbers of people involved. So online dating is definitely what you would call a growth industry, which means there's more people in there, there's more men and more women available than ever before. So what do you see as some of the advantages of online dating and what are some of the disadvantages? Because, Mark, there are so many online dating companies. There's ones if you're a Christian. There's ones if you're a Jewish person. There's, you know, ones if you're over the age of 50 or 60. There's so many of them. What are some of the advantages and disadvantages of these various sites? The advantage is, the principal advantage is that you can do a lot of pre-screening of who you're going to meet uh, in comparison to meeting somebody face-to-face. If you're at a class or a bar or a party or out somewhere, um, you start talking, and it, it takes hours and hours to find out more about them. And subsequent visits with online dating, if people have filled out their profiles accurately, you can... I would say winnow down to about 10% of the most likely candidates that have at least overlapping interests and have visions for their lives. So just by reading on the computer and comparing, uh, you can probably breeze through somebody's profile and tell within a matter of less than five minutes whether they're basically suitable to you or not. doesn't imply any kind of ability for romance, but at least you have complementary things. The disadvantage is that you don't get the warm, fuzzy feeling of sitting there across from somebody, relaxed, looking in their eyes, talking to them, hearing their voice, reading their body language. These generally do not come across through the computer and they have to happen when you're moving more toward uh, deeper conversations or having the first date. But for me, from my experience working both sides of face-to-face meeting and online dating, that uh, the online dating is definitely advantageous because you can zero in on likely candidates a lot quicker than you can do doing it face-to-face every day, week after week. So you mentioned if they filled out their profile accordingly or correctly. That would, I think, be one of the biggest things that people don't know. Is that picture 10 years old? Is it even really them? Are they saying that they weigh 130 when they're more around 180? I mean, people are concerned about, you know, the lying 
or people not telling the truth about themselves? Do you think more people than ever are telling the truth? Or do you think people fudge up their their profiles a little bit? And why is that something? How do you even fix that? How do you even know if it's the truth? How do you even know? Well, one of the signs that the uh, online dating sites have figured out is that if you read somebody's profile and they talk very little about their future, they don't talk about I, they use the we, and they have very evasive and vague statements about themselves, there's a good chance that they're not accurately representing themselves. Uh, I think it was eHarmony who did a survey and determined through their survey that roughly 80% of people online fudge various types of information in their profile. So it seems to be an overwhelming practice. What I suggest to everybody, and I particularly make sure I have a whole chapter in my book on maintaining your integrity, is that if you want to find an honest person, then you've got to take the first step and be honest yourself. And ultimately, people get disappointed when, like you say, somebody says they're 130 pounds and you have your first face-to-face meeting and they're 180 whoa, right away there's a tip-off that the person's compromising their integrity and it could be a long downhill slide. So I encourage everybody to be perfectly honest right out of the gate when you're posting stuff that just increases the chances of somebody coming to you that also has great integrity. What about the question or myth or, you know, people wonder if online dating is only for desperate people? Is it for everybody if you're good-looking, hip, good job, making good money. Are you not somebody, people would say, why do you need to do online dating? You, you, God, you could have any girl you wanted or you could have any guy you wanted. Look at you, you're gorgeous. You make a lot of money. So is that a myth that it is only for those who can't necessarily get somebody in a bar or other ways? It's definitely a myth. I think that when the industry evolved about 20, 25 years ago, that maybe this was kind of the second choice, a plan B for people who were not successful with finding relationships face-to-face. But it has become so popular, and I believe that a lot of successful people do participate uh, in online dating. What I encourage my coaching clients to do is play both sides of the coin. Stay in the real world of dating and meeting and circulating, meeting people face-to-face, as we always have, pre-internet dating, and get into an online dating site and do both uh, side by side. They're not mutually exclusive. And that way you you can have the warm fuzzy effect of face-to-face and the more efficient screening of finding more likely candidates in somebody's area that they may never meet face-to-face if they don't go online. You can meet many more people more efficiently online. So how does a certified life coach such as yourself help people? I mean, how do you be an online dating coach? What is it that you do? I coach people through their self-limiting fears. Almost everybody has fear of rejection. And this is the number one thing that keeps people from meeting people face-to-face as well as online. Somebody goes online, looks at this person, reads about and says, oh, this is great, but oh, I don't know if I can handle rejection again. This is uh, uh, it's the emotional issue that I coach people through so that they can basically handle what I call winning the numbers game. And that is understanding that if you want to meet and start a romance with at least one person, you might have to meet 10 people to find that one person. And that's true in face-to-face too. But if you're online, if you want to meet and have possibly 10 romances, then you have to meet 100. If your ego gets in the way and you're protecting yourself 
from failure or disappointment or rejection, then you're not going to get through that process. You're not going to win the numbers game, and somebody's going to quit. They're going to say, ah, this isn't working for me. I've had five rejections. Ah, it's not working. The system doesn't work. You know, they like to blame it on the system. The system definitely works. It's a matter about our emotional attitude that doesn't pay any attention to the rejections because it's the yeses that, that count, not the noes. Keep going and get those yeses. Forget about the noes. Let them go. Ooh, that's really good advice and insight. Now, what about the sites, because people can be easily fooled, the sites that are like Tinder or just kind of hookup sites, what makes those different than an actual dating site? I think when the mobile uh, device apps evolved about six years ago when they first got started, they slimmed down the process substantially compared to somebody who's actually working on a full-blown website on a desktop computer. So the apps are really a, a bare-bones operation and very efficient if you're not particular about the person you're meeting because the amount of information available through an app on a mobile device is just a fraction of the type of information that people can put up on a uh, computer website. Uh, I would say that the younger generations these days certainly are using more like OkCupid okay Tinder, Bumble, and some of the apps where it's what you call uh, swipe right, right or swipe left. And you're making a decision almost instantly on somebody who uh, appears with very basic information versus going on a computer where you can see where people have answered questions, they've filled out forms, they've got surveys, they've got many more pictures, and you get a, a more full understanding of the kind of person you're, you're looking at. But the uh, the apps definitely work, and it's kind of funny because somebody can be a half an hour away from you that you've never met, and in, in one minute you can say, hey, you want to meet me for coffee at uh, the Rancho Cafe? And they can say yes, and boom, you're there in 10 minutes. So I would say expediency is the number one thing with the apps versus depth of knowledge and exposure is more the value of the computer uh, websites that are still full-blown. So they both have their advantages and disadvantages. It depends on how somebody wants to approach the uh, the online dating arena. Well, I guess that's the big, really, question, too, when people are looking for an online dating service. And like we said at the beginning, there's so many. Do you advise people, like Match.com is just, you know, huge and sort of all over the place, when there's Christian Mingles and, and J-Date, and so there's those kinds of things. I mean, do you advise people narrow their scope? And, and if they're Jewish, like my brother would want to go on J-Date and look for a Jewish girl, do you advise they do that as opposed to one of the big general ones like Match? I've been with my sweetheart, Francesca. We've been together since 2010. We're approaching uh, our eighth anniversary here. We met on a specific site called Green Singles, which is a much smaller pool of people than Match.com. But Green Singles was an automatic filter. It was people interested in the outdoors and nature and the environment. So right away, uh, I needed to be with somebody like that. And oh, that's that worked cool. worked out just great. Yeah, yeah so, so narrowing your scope is smaller. a good idea. That's right. It, the pool is smaller. Yeah, it can You're going to narrow one, it. One way, yes. Yes, but also... Uh, Match.com with uh, countless millions of participants, the pool is a lot bigger. If I were to do a search for my area, usually you search by your zip code, um, I would get get hundreds of returns. Uh, If I did that on green singles, I might only get about 20. Yeah, which can be overwhelming with the hundreds. A bigger net or small. That's right. Well, it can be overwhelming, but one of the things that I do with my clients is to coach them how to go through 
the, the profiles and how to scan them and read them and move on very quickly to be very efficient. We all have limited emotional and real-time energy, and the idea is to learn how to use it as efficiently as possible. A small niche site is great. If you definitely have to be with a Jewish person, then JDate is the place to go for the niche market, but try any of the other larger ones too, eHarmony or Match or Zeusk or something, and try the same parameters in your searches. The pool will be bigger, but you won't be getting the special interest groups. So there's advantages and disadvantages to both. I suggest people try, they sign up for two. <laughs> it's what I coach yeah. my people to do. Go for two sites, a niche site and a, and a broad and general population site and, and see what works. Oh, that's such great advice. Now tell us, Mark, where can we find out more about you and your book, How to Find Love Through Online Dating? Yes, How to Find Love Through Online Dating. Uh, that book is available through Amazon, and I just published it earlier this year, so it has very current information in it. And it's mostly about uh, getting one's mind wrapped around the fact that you can you can succeed. These are the tools for success that many people don't know exist. Um, and in my website, youronlinedatingsuccess.com, there is a complete description of uh, what I like to do with my coaching business, and my book is available through the website. So people are more than welcome to contact me for a free consultation to find out what I can help them do to make better use of their time and their emotional energy and their money to, to find a really meaningful partner. What great advice and such an interesting topic, Mark. Thank you so much. And the book is How to Find Love Through Online Dating. And you can see more about Mark at youronlinedatingsuccess.com. And, of course, you're hearing all this great information right here on Radio MD. The show is Life's Too Short. So am I at four foot ten. What are you going to do? So if I ever have to do online dating, I'm going to look for a guy that's like six foot seven because, you know, that would be just absolutely there hilarious. There you go. Oh, my God. I'm such a nightmare. I would have so much trouble finding online dating. My God. But thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And listen on RadioMD.com. Share it with your friends. Thanks so much. And stay well.